Sid. And I'm Jess. And, and this, this is, is the Book Boyfriend, Boyfriend Project. Project. So today is going to be the second installment in our review of A Quarter Solar Flames by Sarah J. Mass. The first part of this review actually came out yesterday, so if you guys haven't watched that, stop now, turn back, go listen to yesterday's episode, and then come rejoin us for this one. Yes, I feel like the first one was extra long because there was just like so much to take in. Mm-hmm. in Nesta's world into the introduction of this book. Yeah, there is so much like character building within Nesta's mm-hmm. kind of like formulation. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of like not necessarily like plot driving mm-hmm. stuff, just more like character driven information gathering that we kind of had to like tell you guys about. Yeah. So this is not this the thing where like you can probably skip the first part. I would really recommend going back, listening to the first part, and then coming back to this section. But I think that's all we have for you guys in this intro. Let's hop into part two of our review of A Court of Silver Flames. Alrighty guys. So fun disclosures. Sid and I got to the end of part two. And we said no. We can't stop. We can't stop. So we finished the book. Oops. Oopsie doops. <laughs> um, but we're probably going to have to split these episodes up just because our first part one summary was over an hour long. Mm-hmm. So this will definitely be getting split into at least two, if not three episodes, depending on how recording goes for the remaining three parts of this book mm-hmm. but our tentative plan is to release a part one episode a part two episode and then a part three and four episode mm-hmm. so let's just hop into part two yes so it kicks off with gwen's first training session that was kind of the big cliffhanger at the end of part one um and it goes really well gwen says that she the reason she's training is so she never feels powerless ever again so at this point we don't really know what gwen's trauma is because it's not really um like like it's not a physical trauma that we can see the results of Mm -hmm. we just know that like she's with the other priestesses who have been Mm -hmm. traumatized yep and it's revealed that she was a priestess at sangrava And Sangrava was one of the place, one of the, like, priestess places that was... hmm? Temples. Temples. One of the temples that was guarding a piece of the cauldron. And Mm -hmm. so Highburn attacked, um, I think it was three of the temples Mm -hmm. in... I think it was book two of the original trilogy. Mm -hmm. And she came from one of those, and Azrael was the one to, like find her Mm -hmm. and that's really all we know i think until like towards the middle of part four something like that yeah Mm -hmm. so nesta decides to go to windhaven with cassian after practice to visit emery's shop because they kind of have this little little friendship blooming or blossoming friendship um when she gets there i love emery (laughs) i know me too i do too when she gets there a drunk young male illyrian is harassing her and we come to find out that this is her cousin is his name like Bolaris or something mm-hmm. like that? He's it's like terrible. Belu- it's like Bolaris or Beluius or... He's the worst. It's something with a belly. So I was like, Bell is his name. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so 
So Nesta kind of helps her get rid of him, and Emery says, "You know what? Those fighting knives that you wanted—they're possible, but they're, they're expensive. expensive." And Nessa's like, "Well, I can't really pay for them." And she's like, "Well, like you could pay as you go." And Nessa's like, "Oh, you're being kind to me." Um, and then Emery invites her to have lunch. So they kind of chat, and and Nesta ends up offering her a spot in training. So hopefully, we have another training recruit. Um, while Nesta is doing that, Cass is meeting with Eris, and Eris says his father does not know about the trove, and that he must never find it, because if he did, it would, like, he would just use it to take over all of Prithian. Mm-hmm. Because he's the worst. Like, I really don't understand why we haven't disposed, like, gotten rid of Baron yet. Like, why aren't we, like, just killing him off? Why aren't we supporting this, like, Ursiper? Or usurper, however you want to say that word. I mean, we are by partnering with Eris. I mean, we are, but we're not, like... It's not, like, immediate results, though. Yeah, we're not, like, immediately... We're kind of just, like, waiting for Baron to, like, waste away or, like, die off or whatever. And they're immortal fail. Like, this plan is not working. I'm gonna Aeris, need you to, like... No, Eris wants to overthrow him, like, violently, but he's just waiting for the right moment. Now is the right moment. Now is the right moment. <laughs> now is the right moment. Just get rid of him. Yeah. Um, I'm very murderous. You are comes, very murderous. When it comes to my books and characters giving issues, especially if it's in like a immortal like world You're where like everyone's like immortal. Off with your head. <laughs> I you really am. You me off with your head. <laughs> I really am. It's bad. It's fine. They're they're fictional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, Eris also says that Braylon has not told his father about this portion of the plan either, so obviously, like... There's not a whole lot of trust there. Yeah. So, later that day, Cassian is in a mood at dinner because Eris made him feel incompetent. He called him, like, the Lord of Bastards or something like mm-hmm. that, or, like, a bastard brute. And this is kind of a common theme throughout this book. I feel like this, the only reason this was put in there was to show people that, like, Cassian's not as perfect as we think he is. I feel like it was mainly put in there to showcase the fact that even though Reese has, like, elevated his status a lot, the rest of Prithian still sees him as, like, the bastard-born Illyrian. True. True. And, like... I don't get with the whole, like, out-of-wedlock birthing and stuff is, like, I don't understand what the issue is. Yeah, I think it's only an issue because the Illyrians are so... Like, not even with this book, like, every book, like, throughout society, like, why is that such an issue for people? Like, I don't get it. I don't get it either. Like, who cares? Like, who? Like, I don't... Okay. Moving on from my issues. Okay. So, this is when the sexual favors begin between Cassian and Esta. If you guys have not read this book yet, and you're, like, under 18, turn back now, this is, like, very spicy. Yeah, so, the original trilogy, either Sid and I are remembering it wrong, which we don't think so, because we both remember this, um, the original trilogy was... It was spicy, but, like, they used much more explicit words in this book. Like, there's no, like flowy, pretty, like, fluffs over the sexual word that's just, like, straight up. Yeah. 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 It was, it was a lot. Yeah. Not gonna lie, it was a lot. Yeah. So, Cassie's upset, and Nessa's like, well, I guess I'm just gonna, like, 
give you a blowjob in the dining room. Yeah, it was really weird, yeah. to be honest. And then, like, she, like, gets up and she was, she's like, aw, you're so quick on the draw. <laughs> and she, like, saunters off back to her bedroom and I'm like both completely envious of her confidence in this moment and thinking she's an utter bitch. Really? Yeah. That's just how the relationship is, though. They're just antagonistic. They're very antagonistic to each other. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm just like, I don't, like, I'm, guys, I'm not a fan of Nessian. I'm just, I'm not, like, Yes, they're together, and yes, I knew all along, and yes, I was kind of rooting for them to, like, just get over their nonsense, but, like, also, I'm not a super huge fan of Nesta in general, which is why I don't like Nessian, because Cassian's a deer, and he's amazing, and he's just lovely, and... He's a good boy. Nesta doesn't deserve his loveliness. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and then Az shows up, and he's like, well, I'm here to chaperone, Cassian's like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong moment. Yeah. So, the next morning at training, uh, Gwen says that she can't find anything about the trove either, and so they kind of theorized that the trove, the objects that are within this trove are so, like, magical that they're almost sentient, and that they, like, make people forget them, almost, Uh and so, like, they're not easy to find unless they want you specifically to find them, um, and so... They haven't found anything in the library under the house. And so then Nesta asks Cassian if he's going to Windhaven, and she asks him to bring a gift that contains spices for Emery as a bribe to make her come to training. Spices and tea. Yes. Because when they had lunch, she, like, had this, like, small box of, like, spices, and she's like, the rest of these Lyrian brutes don't know, like, the value of these, and it's really hard to get them up here in the mountains. Mm -hmm. And she's like... You know, even with my tea, I sometimes water it down or reuse my leaves because they're so expensive. Mm-hmm. And so, like, this gift, like, I was like, aw. Nesta's olive branch. I was like, aw, Nesta, you know. do know how to be human. I You're know. so adorable. I know. So, the next day, Emery comes to training. Yay. Um, and Emery tells Cassian that her father clipped her wings and he is, like, visibly furious because the Lyrians are kind of like Cassian's, like, jurisdiction. Why are you making that face at me? Because he already knew she'd clipped his wings. Well, they have, like, a whole conversation. He thinks that a healer clipped her wings. Oh. But she says that her father just, like, did it at their home. Mm Mm-hmm. Because maybe the healers do it better? I don't know. The whole, like, clipping of a female's wings is supposed to be illegal. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, so Cassian gets upset because, A, her wings have been clipped, and he's known they've been clipped for a while. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's, like, it's very obvious when an Illyrian's wings have been clipped, and so when I was, like, imagining this, I thought when they clipped the wings, they just kind of, like, took them from, like, the little, like, hilt off of their shoulders and just kind of snapped them, mm-hmm. and, like, basically, like, sawed them off. Like, if you've ever watched Maleficent, how they, like, do that to her wings, mm-hmm. that's what I was imagining, mm-hmm. and... From what I could glean from the rest of this, every time they talk about it, it's more like when you clip a bird's wings, so, like, the feathers aren't, like, long enough mm-hmm. to, like, be able to fly, like a pet bird, mm-hmm. give her clipping their wings yeah. so that they can't fly. Yeah. I didn't really know how any of that works, so I just kind of imagined that her wings were all scarred and she couldn't use them. 
Yeah, so my thought process is that they've, like, clipped some tendons Mm -hmm. and, like, made them, like, not heal properly. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, so Cassine's like, you know what, we have a really great court healer, like, can she come look at your wings? And Emery gets, very defensive. Yeah, and she's like, no. She's like, I've dealt with them for this long, like, mm. Yeah. And it's like, honey, fix your wings! You don't have to. I really... Like, I desperately want a second book, and I desperately want that second book to include Emery getting her wings healed. Yes. Because, like, I love Emery, mm-hmm. and I need my sweet Emery to be able to, like, fly yes. and be, like, all, like, gorgeous and flying and stuff. Yes. Um, so while they're training, Nesta and Emery bond over their love of romance books, which is so cute. I it's love adorable. it so much. And they even get, like, Gwen in on it. And they're like, mm-hmm. what's your favorite author? And, like, oh, we can trade books. And it, it just made me so happy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they Nesta have a, is connecting. They have, like, a cute blossoming friendship. And I'm like, ah. They do. It's adorable. So later that day, Cass and Az go to the monthly court dinner at the River House. And Amron says that Nesta has a week to find the trove before they resort to using other measures, which include Elaine. Nesta is terrified to scry because the last time she did it, the cauldron took Elaine. So that's kind of why she hasn't mm-hmm. been why? trying. Mm-hmm. So the next day, three more priestesses show up for training. And Nesta decides that she needs to face her fear and try to scry. But, like, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens. She tries scrying by herself. And then she has nightmares that night. Oof. Yes. Does she ever? Is the nightmare? It's like the nightmare of all nightmares. So Nesta is like, I'm, do we even get anything from her perspective during the nightmare? Uh, not during the nightmare. She like tries to go to sleep, and it's like the it. I thought it was the house, mm-hmm. like how she had that moment where she like was down in the lower levels, and I thought like the house, like whatever was like creeping up on her, kind of just like came to her then. But mm-hmm. that's not what it was. Uh, she basically says she feels like she's falling into, like, a black cap, like, a black hole or whatever. And then that's the end of it from her perspective. Mm-hmm. And so, then we get Cassian. Yes. So, from Cassian's perspective, he hears Nesta cry out. And then he, like, rushes. He, like, pauses for a second. And then she starts making more noise. And he rushes to her room. And she's completely engulfed in icy silver flame. So, Cassian and Az rush to her room, Reese busts in through the window, and he tries to smother her fire with his darkness, but he's unable to, until Cassian calls her name and calms her down a little bit. Um, once she's a little bit calmer, Reese goes into her mind and sees that she's dreaming of the cauldron, and he says that her power is death. Okay. Which I feel like, I need more, like, explanation of how her power is literal death. I because feel... I feel like she doesn't actually use it to kill anyone. I feel like it's not death. I feel like it's more... Because like, I feel like it's more so described as some, like just limitless power, like closer to what Reese's is. Mm-hmm. I think it's more like control over life. Mm-hmm. Because the cauldron is like what made all of life. And so I feel like it's just like control of life. That makes more sense. With like silver flame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But... um. No, and then he also, like, makes a comment. He's, like, I, it's so much different to, like, actually experience it, and what she went through was traumatizing and horrible, mm-hmm. and, like, this was the moment where I was, like, oh, maybe she's not being a bitch for no reason. Like, I don't like you, but, like, yeah, 
maybe if my Reese says you're <laughs> completely traumatized, I'll accept it. Yeah. So, Nesta gets calmed down, and the next day, Cassian visits Reese, and he's in a horrible mood because the baby has wings, which makes the pregnancy, A, more high risk, and B, puts Feyre at risk during birth, which I feel like, I don't know, I didn't catch the birth thing at first, I think maybe I was just, like, reading too fast, mm-hmm. but, um, so, like, when an Illyrian is pregnant, they have, like, their reproductive organs are in such a way that, like, the baby can come out and not kill mm-hmm. the woman. But so in all instances of a high fae birthing an Illyrian baby, or even if it's half Illyrian or whatever, um, when they, they have wings, die. they usually die. So the way that they explain this, because they go to see like Miriam and Draken, and then they also go to like they talk to whatever court has the Pelegrins, which are both winged peoples. I think that was the day court. Mm, I'm not sure. Um, but those people have, like, wings, but their wings are more flexible, flexible, and they aren't as, like, hardened. Which, I guess in my mind, I wasn't imagining Illyrian wings to be hard. I was kind of imagining it to be, like, batwing-ish, and I feel mm-hmm. like batwings are pretty squishy. Yeah, I was imagining them as batwings, but, like, armored batwings. Yeah. Um, so, they, the Illyrians, like, they're pelvic like canal or whatever is like wider and it's um like made Mm -hmm. to be able to have like the birth canal is made for like the wings to be able to pass through Mm -hmm. to whereas pharaoh's is not Mm -hmm. and the baby's likely to like get caught in her like womb Mm -hmm. and that's why she's likely to bleed out and die so, Cassian returns and tells Nesta Reese's news, and Nesta is totally panicked, but Reese is already on it, going out to find, um... Like, the information from the other, like, courts. Yeah. And at this point, Nesta kind of gathers her courage, and she's like, okay, I'm gonna try to scry again, because I don't want my nephew coming into a world on the brink of war. But, and- like, obviously, she doesn't tell Cassian that, because she's still protecting her gooey soft scent her. Yes. So, she finally decides to scribe, scribe, not scribe, um, and she does it at the river house this time, but she gets lost in it. When she finally opens her eyes, they're liquid fire, and she's like, that's like, there's no nest on there, it's just power. And so to bring her out of it, Cassie kisses her until the cold recedes. The scrying works, and they find the mask, and it's in the bog, which is this kind of, like, swampy place yeah this like untamed part of the middle yeah yeah because the middle of prithian like it's i don't know i feel like it's spokes of a wheel and like all of the courts are like spokes of a wheel i'm 95 percent sure that's not how the map is set up but that's how my brain imagines this Mm -hmm. and like the center of this wheel where like all of the hubcap stuff is Mm -hmm. on a normal wheel is like it's like completely a, untamed yeah, it's like a wild place there's no fey ruler over there and like mm-hmm. even magic works differently there mm-hmm. and so the way that some of the prithian lore is explained throughout this book i don't know when it happens but they basically say that they it used to be like there's theories that there used to be like an eighth court that mm-hmm. resided over the middle and that's where like i think like the king or whatever resided mm-hmm. And, you know. No, there's no king, so it's just kind of wild. Mm-hmm. 
So, of course, they decide to go to the bog, um, Azriel, Cassian, and Nesta go. And as they're kind of flying over it, Azriel gets shot by Autumn Court soldiers, the missing Autumn Court soldiers, they're kind of assuming. Cassian drops Nesta off in a tree kind of far away from the fighting, so she's safe, and he's like, do not get out of this tree. Stay here. I'm coming back. <laughs> of course she doesn't Fat listen. Fat chance of that. Of course she doesn't listen. So, Cassian goes to help Azriel. And Nesta starts to panic because it takes too long, and so she gets out of the tree and is dragged into the water by a kelpie, which is described as, like, I don't I know. I feel like I it was, like, a white skeletal creature. Yeah, with, like, a long nose beaky situation. That's how I imagined him, at least. And he's said to have, like, really long fingers. Talony fingers? Yeah. Super freaking yeah. creepy. So, basically, the kelpie drags her to the bottom of the, um like water and like almost rapes her mm-hmm. i was deeply horrified by this part i won't lie it was kind of hard to read i wasn't like super horrified by it like yes i was like oh darn but i was also like the mask is in the water like there's no chance that the mask isn't in the water so somehow she gets a hold of the mask and she does yeah it's exactly what happens it's exactly what happens and like so... it's exactly what i was expecting which is why i was like eh yeah i knew like she was gonna have to go swimming eventually i wasn't sure how it was gonna happen yeah but i was like okay yeah. this is how yeah so if you guys remember the mask once the wearer puts it on they're able to control the dead and cassian makes a comment as they're kind of flying over it that they used to put like dead people in the water so of course there's like bodies everywhere nesta puts on the mask and the bodies like kill the kelpie and they take her back to the surface and of course that's when cassian and asriel come back and they see nesta um and she takes off the mask and then falls unconscious Uh so it's also something to note that she can actually even remove the mask um because previous fae that have put it on they haven't been able to take it off because Uh It's power, I don't know, power, it's power just overwhelms them. Mm-hmm. So the way that it's kind of described is because the trove items are semi-sentient, the way that I think Amran, at least I think it was Amran that like described it, is that the mask overwhelms and basically like takes over the other like power mm-hmm. um, of like the previous Fae. Mm-hmm. And because Nesta has so much more power and because she's also like a made item, she controls the mask instead of the mask controlling her. Yeah. Like the previous Fae. Which is pretty badass. Mm-hmm. So they return to the night court. They try to torture the autumn soldiers that survived to, like, figure out, like, what's happening, where they've been. But they're, like, really vacant. And they're kind of described as having, like, mist surrounding their brain and, like, like their fog. actions. Yeah. Like yeah. when Reese tries to demati them. Yeah. So they bring Keelan in to try to break into the spell that encases their minds. And even he can't get in to figure out what's happening. So... It's kind of at this point that they theorize that Brielin has the crown, yes. which is what can control other people's minds. And so once she kind of has you in her clutches and has, like, a feel for your mind, I'm pretty sure she can control your mind regardless of, like, distance from her. Yeah, that's how Which I is too. not great. Yeah. That's, like, one badass gift. Yes. I want a crown like that. <laughs> you want that much power? Yeah. You have to make a lot of decisions for, like, a lot of different people. Yeah, but, like, I feel like you can release them and then just, like, retake control of them. Possibly. Like. Possibly. 
I want like a robot lesion at my request. Don't yeah. put me in your robot lesion, please. <laughs> Spare me. <laughs> I feel like I should send you enough chocolate chip cookies for that. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm gonna need that in writing. <laughs> So, um, once they get back to the night court, they actually lock up the mask, but after they're done interrogating the autumn court soldiers, they find Nesta with the mask once again, and she was, like, not supposed to be able to get to Uh it because it's been warded so well. Yeah, so they technically, like, they took the mask from, like, when she was unconscious, and they warded it, and then they put her in a different room because she was still unconscious, but while they are discussing things with the autumn court soldiers, she wakes up and is, like, drawn to the mask. Yeah. Which is super creepy. Yeah. So, Feyre insists that Nesta stay in the house above the Hewn City because it's, like, really open and bright, and she thinks that she just needs that right now. Um, and Cassian brings her dinner there, and they finally do it, but then Cassian runs away afterwards because Nesta's like, I just want sex. Like, I don't want anything else from you, which broke my heart because I'm like, Cassian I feel like at this point, Cassian didn't realize he wanted, like, all of the more until, like, it was, like, towards the end. And he's like, oh, this girl's wrecked me for everyone else. Oh, Which, no. like, yeah. I knew he wanted it all. All along. Oh. So, the next morning, Emery and Gwen tease Nesta because, like, her and Cassian are shooting each other looks across the ring. And Cassie notices, and he's like, more crunches, ten more, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they start training on swordplay, and all of the girls really love it because they feel, like, really powerful, and I thought that was fun. Mm-hmm. But only with wooden swords, because yes. real swords are not to be toyed with. Also, they're heavy. <laughs> yeah. They're very heavy. And now I want a sword, and I want to have a sword fight. No. Not with me. Yeah. Not with me. John's up for it. Okay. Yeah. You do that with him. I'll, I'll be outside on standby waiting to take you to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, he's up for it, but he's also like, we can't buy swords. They are expensive. And I'm like, damn it. Jacob has one. You just need one more. Oh, please break it. <laughs> I think he stashed it away in a closet right now. That's where it's going to stay. <laughs> I want them displayed. Like, you need a second one so you can, like, put a display of them, like, crossed on the... No. Well, why not? It's not my decorating taste. <laughs> <laughs> Medieval castles does not fit with my my vision. <laughs> oh, well, he can just have the medieval castle look over like his computer. Yeah. It can be like over in his corner. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so Nesta and Gwen start practicing a Valkyrie meditation technique and called makes- mind stilling? Yes. Which is just meditating. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really helps Nesta feel, like, settled and content. Um, and I feel like this is something worth mentioning, because instead of turning to alcohol and sex and all the other things she was using to cope with her emotions, she now starts using this. And I feel like that's, like, a big growth milestone. Yeah. So, the next day after lessons, Cassian takes Nesta to a blacksmith to show her how weapons are made. He was going to take everyone who's training, but the priestesses didn't feel comfortable leaving and Emery had to go back. Um, so while they're there, Nesta actually hammers out a few weapons and she's actually pretty good at it. So the following day, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, 
Um, but the blacksmith shows up at Reese's house and he like dumps the weapons that Nesta created there because they are cursed. cursed. But actually she's just imbued some of her power within them and she's actually created a new death trove. Mm -hmm. So she's made more items. Yes. So these items don't really have it's not really explained that they have like specific powers like the mask and the harp and the crown do but they're just Mm -hmm. like very powerful items Mm -hmm. so we don't actually get to see most of them in action they so she made a dagger a broadsword a broadsword and a shield i think no i I can't remember i feel like they were all like knives or something i think there's a dagger a broadsword and a regular sword Mm mm-hmm and so the broadsword she sword she spent like the most time on mm-hmm. and so she takes that and she actually names it ataraxia mm-hmm. which is from like one of their dead languages and mm-hmm. it's revealed i think at the very end of this part that ataraxia means inner peace mm-hmm. which i thought was just so perfect for nesta's sword i loved it i loved it so so much so it's actually she ends up taking this a little bit longer and so that's the only like one that we actually get to see and that has the power to like kill an actual immortal like how Amran was yeah an immortal yeah they could kill like a real immortal yeah we'll see that in a little bit so at this point Amran's like you know what Reese with all these objects and your power like you could become high king and this is where (laughs) they kind of tell the lore of high king where Instead of courts, there was, like, one king, and he kind of united all the fae, and blah, 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 blah. Reese is like, no, I'm not doing that. Stop bringing it up. Hard pass. And at this point, I texted Sid, and I was like, Nesta's becoming high queen. Yes, that was Jess's prediction. Yep, it was my prediction, and I was like, yes, see? Because it's, like, it's not Reese that, like, made the weapons. Nesta made the weapons. So, obviously, she's the one that should wield them, and then her little, like, Valkyries in training are going to become her, like, castle guards. And that is the, like, vision I had in my head. It was a well-thought-out prediction. In this scene. Yeah. Um, and so at this point, Feyre tells Az that he's not to spy on Braylon anymore now that, you know, they know she has the crown and she wants him to pull all of her, his spies out as well. Because... They're just going to get sucked into the crown's influence. Yeah, so if Braylon can get any of them under the crown's influence, they, like, any information that they would have and be able to give would Mm -hmm. be, like, null and void because it would be contaminated. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So Cassian and Nesta meet Eris in the spring court to tell him about his soldiers, and he's unhappy, and he's, like, taunting Cassian again. And, and Nesta as well. And then Tamlin appears, which I honestly thought Tamlin was going to have a slightly bigger role in this book than he did. Not, like, much bigger of a role, but, like, I feel like he's just briefly mentioned in passing. Yeah, he's briefly mentioned in passing, and then we see him at this point, and he's like, yeah, y'all gotta go. Yeah. And he, like, basically just, like, growls. Yeah. And then Nesta reminds him what an asswipe he is and, like, tells him to shoot her power which was really great i wrote go nesta in all caps in my notes right here (laughs) yep so i love the way that nesta kind of like stands up for cassian in this scene because even before like tamlin shows up she's being like very like courtly queenly Mm -hmm. and she has like a she's like 
playing the courtier and it makes me like super happy and then Tamlin shows up and she gets even better and I was mm-hmm. like hmm mm-hmm. I like you as like his protector but I don't necessarily like you as like a human or a fae or a fae in this moment <laughs> yeah I don't know she's too mean to Farah for me to like oh, she like really her is. she really is like so, Farah's my baby she, she's so good she I just know. loves Nesta yeah, and then Nesta's like, throws it all on her face. You know what? There are several points in this book when I would like see Pharaoh doing something nice or someone else doing something nice. And like in my head, I would imagine them holding on an olive branch, and then Nesta just has like a flamethrower. Just like. <laughs> <laughs> that was what I was envisioning. It's so accurate, though. Yeah, and there's a part, I can't remember. I think it, oh, it's like just, it's in like the next couple minutes that we're going to share it with you guys, but like. Nesta burns an entire grove of olive branch trees, or of olive trees, like, that's her action. It's not just one olive branch that she burns, she burns them all. So, the next day in training, Cassian comments on Nesta's, like, Valkyrie breathing techniques, and he reveals he actually fought with the Valkyrie for a very short time when he was, like, very young. Mm-hmm. Nesta suggests- In, like, the first war. Yes, yeah. In, like, the first human fey wars when he, like, fought with them. Yeah, and then they all died, so- yeah, no more Valkyries. But at this point, Nessa suggests that they combine Illyrian and Valkyrie techniques to fight and kind of train in Cassian agrees, and some other events kind of spiral out from this. So later that night, Cassian dines at the River House, and Elaine tells him how much Nesta used to love to dance and how she stole a duke um, from a girl that was being mean to Elaine with, like, just a waltz, which I really liked this story. I thought it was really cute because, like, I feel like we see a lot of or we hear Nesta say so much that, like, she will do anything to protect Elaine, but we don't necessarily see it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of fun to see, like, her protecting Elaine and mm-hmm. what she's really capable of when she wants to apply herself. Mm-hmm. So, later that day, Nesta is furious, and she climbs down the stairs because she has just found out that um, everyone kind of decided to take the weapons that she made away from her. Mm-hmm. And it, she was mad that they, A, talked about it behind her back, and B, made that decision before, for her. Yeah, they took a vote on whether or not to tell her about the new made swords, and the way that Cassian goes about this was just, like, very fumbly. He, like, very, like, lightly in, like, during training is asking, like, oh, hey, what would you name a sword if you, like, could name a sword? Mm-hmm. And then she, like, confronts him after training. She's like, so why are you, like, talking about this? And he's like, oh, you know, like, your items that we, like, went to the, you know... Blacksmith. Blacksmith with. You, like, made them and imbued them with your power. And after we voted, he, like, literally is just, like... He's just not like very, in the right way. He's just very casually. He's like, yeah, we voted in your favor. <laughs> and now I can tell you. And Yeah. It's, she's, just, she's so upset. So she, like, marches her way down all 10,000 steps, mm-hmm. goes to Amran's, and, and Amran was, like, the one that voted against her mm-hmm. with Reese, mm-hmm. but, like, obviously she expected Reese to vote against her. Yeah. So Varian is there, and she, like, basically growls at him, and she's, like, out. Yeah. And I very much want a part of, like, Nesta's power to be that she can, like, turn into a wolf. Mm-hmm. But that's not to be. No. Makes me really sad. Yeah. But, you she know. She would be a good wolf, though. Mm-hmm. 
So she confronts her, Feyre appears in the doorway, and Nesta tells her about the fact that the baby has wings and what that means. Oh, yes, because everyone's been actively keeping it away from her. Yes, because Maja, her. Yeah, like, Maja, like, the court healers, like, oh, it's going to be, like, a difficult delivery, but she, they don't tell her explicitly that, like, hey, yeah. most Fey that have, like, birthed a Illyrian babe have died yeah. in delivery, and... Mm, more times than not, the baby also dies. Yes, and this is, like, even more horrifying to Feyre because I can't remember if it's right here or if it's later on in the book that it's revealed, but her and Reese have made a bargain, like a Faye bargain, not like a hey you bargain, that they won't live without each other. So if Feyre dies... Like, Reese dies, like, minutes afterwards. Yeah. So Reese is furious, and he, like, mind speaks to Cassie. He's like, get her out, or I'm going to kill her. Mm-hmm. So Cassian swoops in and he takes Nesta into the Illyrian Mountains and Feyre later that he like starts walking with her and he's like we're gonna hike and so they hike and then later that day when they kind of stop for the night Feyre like mind messages him and is like you know what Reese apologizes he knows that he was wrong you guys can come home like don't don't stay out there and Cassian's like you know what I think Nesta needs to work through this we're gonna stay out here for a couple days mm-hmm. and hike and they're actually hiking this trail that's supposed to be like a healing trail according to like fey legend Mm, i didn't think it was the trail that was really the healing portion i think it was the lake or the lake because they're hiking up these like mountains or like these hills or whatever to this lake that's supposed to be very healing and i guess like some illyrians have like made the like the journey journey or whatever and so i think so basically for the next like three or four days we have them just hiking and Nesta's like just trying not to think and she basically passes out at one point because of like dehydration like she's not drinking she doesn't eat like the entire time Mm -hmm. I think from like the majority of the nights she just doesn't eat she like passes out passes out as soon as they get to like the place Mm -hmm. she's not eating she's not drinking and Mm -hmm. Cassian's getting like extremely worried about her yeah she's like you can throughout this journey you just hear her internal monologue of how much like self-loathing she has for herself and Mm -hmm. I don't know this part made me really sad because like no one should feel that way about themselves yeah it did make me really sad at this point I was like okay even though I don't like you yeah I'm really sad for you because like also you're this is not correct and like I was just like very much like I need this to stop because like like I need it to stop like she should not be like this yeah so they finally reached the lake after like what five or six days of I think it's hiking four or five days yeah for after several days of hiking and they reached the lake and she just like collapses and starts absolutely sobbing, sobbing. she lets out all of her guilt and self-loathing and Cassian kind of says if she forgives herself and allows herself to heal, then, you know, like, there's life outside of this self-loathing and this depression and all of this. hmm And, and so I thought it was really funny because Cassian's, like, I expected rage mm-hmm. and such, but she just, like, it's and he's, crumples. like, she crumples, and he's, like, I did not expect tears enough to fill this lake. Yeah, because he's been very standoffish to her this entire time as well. Mm-hmm. Because he he's doesn't with her for spilling the beans on mm-hmm. Sarah and the yeah. baby. Like, he wants to, like, comfort her and such, but he's also, like, coddling her hasn't done anything, so mm-hmm. she needs some tough love in this moment yeah. to, like, really confront herself. Yeah. So she finally lets it all out. He comforts her, and that's where part two leaves off. Oh, is that really where it leads off? Mm-hmm. Oh. 
So that's that is that is exactly why we needed to like go on. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I think this is gonna wrap up part two, and I think this is probably where we're gonna call this episode. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, definitely stay tuned for our next or for hopefully what is the finale. I'm hoping we can cram the last two parts into one section. Uh huh. Um, of our little A Court of Silver Flames series. Definitely go back to yesterday's episode and listen to the first part if you haven't already. So that was a bit much and yes. we are excited where we left off and I hope you guys are enjoying this kind of part by part, day by day release mm -hmm. and I hope you guys will join us tomorrow again for the final day of a Court of Silver Flames reviews. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys are really going to enjoy the last part. I feel like the last part is where... Well, I don't know. I was going to say it's where I really clicked with this book, but there's some plot twists that you guys won't see coming that you're going to enjoy. So don't forget to follow our podcast to stay tuned for tomorrow's episode, and we hope to see you guys there.